Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi, this is Barb Crowley, and welcome back to uh, Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Today, we're going to have a guest on, Montana Green, and she is a third-generation psychic medium who has been providing professional psychic medium readings for over 24 years. She's a transpersonal hypnotherapist, Reiki master, astrologer, and fitness professional. Uh, Montana is passionate about physical physical fitness, spiritual health, and living in harmony with the universal laws that govern us all. Bear with me. <laughs> Located in Longmont, Colorado, Montana is available for past life regressions, hypno reiki, energy healings, and psychic medium readings. And Montana's um, expertise. And past life regression is why Montana has joined us on the show today, because we are going to explore reincarnation. And in doing that, um, this is a huge topic, and, and Montana and I have agreed to try and contain it within the time frame of our show, because it is so big, taking in things like karma and after death, uh, ability to reincarnate. So we're going to try and keep those subjects off. We can do them in another future show, but not right now. Um, so uh, we are going to do our best to, to stay on a very narrow, narrow discussion of reincarnation to keep it with the show time frame. Now, reincarnation also has many different ideas and beliefs within the topic, and to explain the difference in beliefs, I'm going to give the shortened version of the blind man and the elephant. For those of you who don't know this story, I apologize for bringing it out again, but it really explains different beliefs and truths better than anything I've heard. This story is so old that no one can be sure of the origin. So let me jump into it. It's six blind men who have never seen or touched an elephant. Um, to see and, and know an elephant, they have to touch it. Blind, this is how they know the, the world. Um, so they're brought over to the elephant, and the first blind man reaches out and touches the side of the, the huge elephant, the huge animal. Sorry. An elephant in smooth and solid like a wall, he declared. It must be very powerful. The second blind man put his hand on the elephant's limber trunk. Trunk. An elephant is like a giant snake, he announced. The third blind man felt the elephant's pointed tusk. I was right, he decided. This creature is as sharp and deadly as a spear. The fourth blind man touched one of the elephant's four legs. What we have here, he said, is an extremely large cow. The fifth blind man felt the elephant's uh, giant ear. I believe an elephant is like a huge fan or maybe a magic carpet that can fly over the mountains and treetops. The sixth blind man gave a tug on the elephant's coarse tail. 
said, why, this is nothing more than a piece of old rope. There's nothing dangerous here. They are all right. The elephant is all of those things. And we are seeing reincarnation the same way from different views and different ways. And that is really the goal of my show is to bring on people that are seeing subjects through different eyes, different ways. And um, my belief system is a little bit different from Montana, our guest. But Montana is a hypnotherapist and has access past lives through hypnosis. So I want to welcome Montana to the show to talk about what she has seen and learned through reincarnation and her use of past life regression. Welcome to the show, Montana. I'm so glad to have you here. I've seen some of your work and been so impressed. Well, thank you very much. And I'm absolutely delighted to be here with you all today, too. No, thanks. Enjoy it. So let's start with what is reincarnation? Let's start with that. Alrighty. So reincarnation in a nutshell is the premise or the belief that the soul lives on, that the body itself may die, but the soul lives on and is then able to have multiple lifetimes, um, and continue to learn and grow and expand through those multiple lifetimes. And and my understanding, too, same thing, but a little different words on it, is that consciousness never dies. And um, the spirit is eternal and the uh, body is perishable. I would 100% agree. Yeah, so that we, we just come back with the same spirit over and over. But why do you think we do this? So it's my understanding that we continue to reincarnate so that we can continue to have the life experiences that help us to grow our consciousness, to help us grow in love and in compassion, to be able to experience as many different uh, dynamics as we can for our own spiritual growth, of course. And and one thing about reincarnation, although I have to say I, I saw some statistics, 44%, up to 44% of the world believes in reincarnation, and over half of everyone in the world believes in life after death. So that's quite a lot of people. But the problem is, is we it still is quite can't a lot. prove it. Yeah, we still can't prove it, though. But you had told me a story earlier that I want you to share on the air a fabulous story. Oh, uh, yes, yes and that is really a fabulous story. So there is a, um, a three-year-old boy that helped to solve a murder that took place before he was even born. In essence, this child repeatedly, uh, he's in Serbia, but the child repeatedly told his family that he had been murdered by an axe in a previous lifetime. So eventually, the authorities got involved, and they were able to find the remains of the murder victim. They were able to find the axe, which was the murder weapon, and they were able to get a confession from the murderer. Now, ironically, the child, the young child that had repeatedly told their parents that they had been murdered in a past life, the child had a birthmark on their forehead that matched where the death wound was at on the previous body. So they were able, actually, to convict this man 
of murder based off of this three-year-old little boy's insistence that he had been murdered in a past life. And this is, I think, the closest that we've come to being able to prove the existence of reincarnation. Uh, there's several other very compelling stories that are out there as well, but that, to me, of the Serbian boy was the most powerful and impactful. Not only that, but in a court of law. That's a precedent. I Well, I'm, I'm using the United States, but normally that will set precedence, which means... Absolutely. Bring in other kids that way. But that is, can you imagine them, that murderer thinking, I, I'm caught by a ghost? <laughs> right? In a way, the poor guy, but he murdered him. You know, trying to rise But he did murder him. The rest of his life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is pretty wild. And he actually confessed to, he actually confessed to committing the murder as well. So, and that's how they were able they had the physical evidence and the confession of the murderer. So it, it certainly does set a precedent, I would think. <laughs> and how old was he, the kid? Was he like four years old or something? He was young. Three right? years old. Yes, very young. Yeah, Three yeah, years old. Uh, even at that age, I bet he got satisfaction. <laughs> oh, certainly. You know, that, that he certainly. got his murderer from a previous life. That is wild. I don't want to get stuck on it. it I is. just love that story. But um, a lot of religions yeah. and cultures in the world do believe in reincarnation. And I know Native American, Buddhist, um, but, and they do believe in different things. And in the United States, or my belief, really, I've never seen anything else, that we, I, what I've seen is we always come back as people. Now, keep in mind, I'm reading people, so... That might be why I'm mm-hmm. seeing it. But have you ever heard that um, we can come back as animals or plants or anything else? Yes, actually. So Dolores Cannon started a hypnosis protocol that is called QHHT. It's quantum healing hypnotherapy. And through her clients under QHTT, many of the clients said that they had recalled lifetimes of being a rock, lifetimes of being a tree, lifetimes of being a pet, as like a dog, a horse, many, many different life forms that they had recollections of experiencing. Um, did they say what it was like to be a rock? <laughs> what it was like to be a rock or come back as a horse? Or Did, did you read anything <laughs> about that? that that's got to be weird. <laughs> what was right, that? right. There was one person that spoke a lot about being a dolphin, and in their lifetime as a dolphin, they repeatedly, they said that they were able to see more colors than the human eye spectrum. They said that they were able to communicate in nonverbal ways. They felt very close to God. Uh, I don't recall much about the client's experiences as a rock, but I can only assume that might have been a little bit boring. (laughs) I would think, or who knows? The life of a rock, really. Um, do we right. choose to come back or we sent back? So from what I have learned, and again, I've, I've read multiple books on this and done a, a lot of different studies of my own, it does appear that it's sort of a 50-50 thing. So our spiritual, our spirit guides, our spiritual team, as I like to call them, 
and ourselves basically come to an agreement and we both decide together to come back to Earth and to have another lifetime. I have read about uh, clients that have really resisted the urge to come back to Earth, that they didn't want to come back for that other lifetime. They wanted to stay up in, in the spirit world where things are very comfortable and very easy and very lovely, but through the insistence of their spirit guides, they were strongly encouraged to come back to another lifetime, and so they did. But ultimately, bottom line of it is, Every single person that incarnates has done it with their own free will. Every person that incarnates has done it out of their own choice. They might need a little bit of talking into in some cases, but most people are actually pretty enthusiastic about coming back and and having another go at it. Wow, that's interesting. Um, We need to take a break, but I um, I want to bring you back and talk about what it's like to come back and what what kind of triggers or past life memories or habits or anything else like that that you've seen. Um, and, and, yeah, let's take a break now. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. One thing's for certain, life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. 
Now, back to the show. Hi, and we're back talking about reincarnation with Montana Green, who has done a, a bunch of um, regression, past life regressions, and uh, done a lot of studying on reincarnation. So she's going to talk to us a little bit about the triggers, the memory triggers and personal triggers from past life. So, Montana, take it away. Great. So, one thing that seems to be fairly common in people is memory triggers or personal triggers. And essentially what that is, is as we reincarnate and have our new current lifetime, we're still bringing with us a lot of our strong interests, a lot of our talents, and sometimes some of our fears. So, I know one little boy that he came into this world and he was picking up tools and literally doing a lot of handyman work at like age three. So he, he clearly came through with a handyman kind of a, a engineering mechanical mindset from this previous lifetime. There's lots of people that have had memories of uh, strong inclinations and memories of locations, of cultures. Many people will say, oh, I, I really strongly feel... Uh, connected to the state of New York, and it, even though they were born in California and have never even visited New York. So those are some things that come through. Typically, what I have found in my work, um, again, in my work through hypnotherapy, through past life regression, and through psychic medium readings, is it appears to me that about the first 20 to 24 years of our life, is somewhat of a bleed through of our most significant past life. So it's very common to come through with particular talents, with very strong interest in a specific area, and again, fears. Uh, Barb, I think you and I were talking about a woman that you read for that had a fear of fire or a, a hypervigilance around fire. Right. She, she did. She, she said she could be in a, a concert ballroom. And be on one side of the ballroom, and if somebody lit a match on the complete other side, she was aware of it. She was always so aware of fire and afraid of it, hypervigilant on it. And we did uh, mm -hmm. read with her, and we went back and uh, looked at she had passed from fire two times with the trauma event the third time. But the first time, her clothes had gotten caught. And and it killed her. She she burned up. The next time, she actually committed suicide by fire, which was a rough way to go. But she was in such a tough yes. spot and saw no way out, and that's all she had. So she she used what she had, and and it to evacuate the life really to just you know time to go. Um, and then another time, she lost everything in a fire. So fire burned, was a trauma, really, that burned into her eternal memory in a way. Um, and I find, too, that people will have this memory in their body. So when I work with them, not only do we get the energy out of their, their psychic memory, but I also work with them to get it out of their body. And she came back to see me later and said she has no worry about uh, fire. She's not hypervigilant. She doesn't notice anymore. She became completely free of her hypervigilance, really, is what it was, her, her hypersensitivity to fire. Uh, 
So she was freed from yeah. those past lives to, to go on with this life and the next lives and be free from that fear. So it's, you know, to hear those kind, kind of stories, to have the people come back and say, oh, my God, I'm free. What a good feeling that is. But I'm sure you've had some oh, absolutely. regression. Yeah. Yes. So uh, I do want to speak just a little bit about what you said and agree with you about um, people hold these memories in their bodies. So I'm sure that you've talked to a massage therapist or any other body worker, and there's a little phrase that is, the issues are in the tissues. In essence, the subconscious mind will store its unresolved energies just somewhere in the body. And that, you know, can be in the shoulder. It can be in the legs. It can be in the back. So... Um, it's very true that the physical body also holds the record of these past lives and some of these memories, so it is important to clear them on those levels as well. I, too, had a client here recently who had dealt with an awful lot of anxiety in her current lifetime, um, a lot of tummy troubles, a lot of digestion issues because of this anxiety. Ultimately, through regression, we were able to find out that she had been a soldier in several lifetimes, a a very strong alpha male soldier in many lifetimes, but the the most recent lifetime, she had taken a gut shot uh, to the abdomen, and it was not just a single bullet, but rather it was shrapnel, so it took her three days to die. And that memory, that painful traumatic memory, was still being held in the stomach organ and in the ventricle portion of her body. So once we were able to get her in uh, through regression and hypnosis there, she was able to clear that and hasn't had anxiety to the same degree. So there's I, a lot I've of benefit looking at your past lives. Right. I've had a number of people that have been, you know, have died by either stabbing or shot or, you know, water really but they hold that memory yeah. in their body and they'll they'll have an ability to move that shoulder or you know pain in that area or dreams <laughs> of that yes. and, and it's amazing yes. how that death trauma um stays in your body and has to be really released from your body sometimes but yeah it's pretty Correct. fascinating I know. I know. And life is amazing and the human body is amazing and the mind is amazing is. And, and they're all very connected. Right. Tell me, tell me though, I'm very curious about how does a past life regression work? What do you do? Oh, before we go there though, I'm going to ask you because so many people say, I met this person and it was like I instantly knew him. Instantly. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as if I want to say to him, where have you been? I've been looking for you, but they didn't realize they were looking for him. So you want to, I, we've talked about this before, the, the soul family, the soul group. Yes, so you absolutely. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I would love to talk about soul families. So some of what I'm going to speak on is coming from Dr. Newton's um, book, Journey of Souls and a Soul's Purpose, as well as my own personal experience in life, as well as my psychic mediumship. So in essence, we always travel in groups. So when we come down to earth, it's never just us being dropped into a whole group of strangers. Our souls know each other. We're part of a group. Typically, 
the average group size is about 30, but sometimes it can be smaller, sometimes it can be bigger. But exactly what you're talking about is an indication of soul family as far as when we meet somebody and we just instantly feel like we've known them forever or we're feeling a spark with them and feel a certain kindredness or familiarity to them. That's always the tip-off that they are either in our soul group or that they are somebody that we are destined to meet. Now, all significant relationships that we have in our lifetime are with soul family. So, again, these are not strangers to us, but rather other souls, other consciousness that we have had many lifetimes with or a very rich experience with in the spirit world. So nobody that is a significant relation to us is actually a stranger to us. But it is incredibly delightful to meet somebody and just instantly feel like you've known them forever, and that is a very strong indication of of soul family. Also, we have uh, generationally groups that come in together as well. Um, For example, the greatest generation in World War II, that generation, they agreed on a larger level that they were going to participate in that particular historic event. So soul families and soul groups are another really big, very fascinating and juicy topic, but we'll leave it there for today's purposes. Right. We can't get in too far, but I do want to ask right. a quick question. <laughs> what happens when you meet somebody and immediately you're revulsed by them or afraid of them? You know, and there is nothing your five senses is telling you that makes you believe that. Are they part of your group or or is that something like a, a memory, more of a trigger memory? Well, it can be both. It can be both. But again, we do not come down here by ourselves. We We know many of the souls that we incarnate with, even if they're just your neighbor down the street, even if it's the barista at Starbucks. So when you're uh, talking about meeting somebody and just instantly being repulsed, that is because your souls do remember each other and you're clearly not on, not in good rapport with one another. Now, kind of switching <laughs> topics a little bit, it is also possible to meet somebody and instantly be repelled by them simply because you vibrated completely different home frequencies. So their energetic signature and your energetic signature are so completely discordant and incompatible that you will feel repulsed by the person. However, energetically speaking, um, we don't often come across people that have vastly different energetic vibrations than we do, simply because we live in a universe where like attracts like. So... Mm-hmm. In the situation that you're pointing to, it is typically, it is somebody in your soul family. And one other quick thing about soul families is just because they are your soul family or, or your soul group, that does not mean that it's always going to be rainbows and butterflies when you're interacting with them in this lifetime. Sometimes we choose the people that we love and trust the most to play the bad guy in our lives. Why? Because they do love us so much. We don't want our punishments to come from our worst enemy. We want them to come from somebody that cares about us that might go easier on us. So it is definitely true that we play multiple different roles for each other within our soul group. And some of them are very sunny and soft and warm and others are more abrasive. Okay. Now, um, I really want to hear what it's like to have a, a um, past life regression. 
what happens? How do you do? And I have to tell you, we only have about 10 minutes. We tried to put too much in, I think. But we have bad. Oh, darn. Sorry about that. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's all right because I want to talk about past life regression. Yeah, and I want to make sure at the end, so I might cut in, that that we know we tell everybody how to get hold of you. You know, so um, I want to add that in at the end. So, okay, I'll leave you to it now. Okay, fantastic. So past life regression is like hypnosis in any other form. There's always an induction, a hypnotic induction involved um, almost like a meditation where you're releasing all of the tension from the body. It's a nice calm down exercise. We'll walk you through a nice calming shower so that your body relaxes and your mind clears. Then we get you into the nice theta brain waves. And the theta brain waves is what allows your brain it to be more in a meditative state, in a more focused state, so that you're only focusing on the sound of my voice rather than any other distractions in the room, although you are still able to respond to anything else that is urgently calling for your attention. So through the hypnosis, we'll access the subconscious mind, and that is the storehouse of every single memory you've ever had. Now, we've pinpoint focus on the most relevant past lives that are affecting your current past life. And from there, the client, in essence, is recalling a past life full with some people remember smells. Some people are able to tell you what the the room temperature is. Uh, There's a lot of emotions and nuances that come through. It's a lot like recalling a dream in some ways because for some people, it can be a little bit cloudy, and yet for other people, it is so clear and HD quality that they're able to, to verbally speak out loud all of the details that they are noticing in their memory. Uh, many people will feel a physical sensation, as in they might feel their body tensing up as they're recalling a moment of death, or they might be remembering the sensation of love as they're recalling being a parent to somebody in a previous lifetime. So it's much like recalling a dream, but the process of regression is simply stepping you back, getting you to a place where you're in that theta brainwave, so you're nice and calm, nice and clearly focused mentally and physically, and then we just access those memories. Now, when you access memories, do you then release the patterns or release the energies that have been kind of messing with this life? Yes. Or is it more just, a, yes. you know, like a movie theater? <laughs> you do no, act, because you do you're release. experiencing it all, because you're experiencing it all, you're able to let go of that energetic uh, stall point. So you're able to see how you've been holding yourself back. You're able to better understand in a very nuanced way why you were attracted to certain things, why you're afraid of certain things. But yes, it does clear the, the cellular memory and the psychological trauma of it so that you can still recall it, but you now no longer have an emotional charge around it. So yes, absolutely. That is the, the real purpose behind past life regression is to be able to clear the trauma that is still impacting your current life. During the uh, past life regression, if you stumble onto something that was terrifying, 
you know, in the past life, mm-hmm. are you terrified now? Do you relive it with all of its emotion? And and you don't in this, have that to. case in terror. There's a way not to? You don't have to. You don't have mm-hmm. to, so there are options. Obviously, a good hypnotherapist will walk you through some strategies. One strategy is to view it like you're watching a movie on a TV screen. Another strategy is to look at it like in a picture book so that you're not feeling the full immersion. Um, I have definitely had to pull people out of the full immersive experience. Like, for example, uh, the client that was the soldier and was shot in the, the gut, um, but yes, there's various different ways of reviewing the past life without having to go through the trauma of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they go into it, where you have to pull it, pull it back, can they slip mm-hmm. into it before you realize they're going there, and then you walk back, back them off? So they're able to speak to me all throughout the process. So I will be watching Mm -hmm. for physical signals as in, are they starting to sweat? Are they starting to shake? So I'm watching their body and their facial features and reactions. And so I'm able to tell if they're getting to a place that might be feeling uncomfortable. Now, the beautiful thing is the power of the mind is incredibly strong. So it's actually pretty easy to pull them out of something that is disturbing and put them in a place where they just feel like they're watching it on a TV screen and they feel very nice and safe. One thing with hypnosis, a good hypnotherapist or good hypnotist works very, um, very consciously to make sure that you feel safe throughout the entire process. So at no time do you ever feel unsafe or as though you're being traumatized. There's many different strategies that we can use to keep you in a place where you're getting the information that you need, but also feeling safe and comfortable with it. Thanks. Um, So um, do people normally come to you with problems or just Curious. I yes. want to know about my past lives, or both, I guess both. Mostly because they're having problems, mostly because they have an unresolved repeating theme that is going on throughout their life, and, and they have some kind of an inclination that it might be related to a past life. So typically it's more to solve the problem and less out of curiosity. Oh, okay. So because every time, every now and then I get people who say, I just want to... We look at my past lives, and we can actually watch as a parade. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes some trauma right. will come up, but for the most part, we're we're watching like we're watching a parade. Oh yeah, here you were this, and then you did that. That's why you can sing. That's why you like to dance. You know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, and it is entertaining. Yep. You got to give it. It is entertaining. But for most of us, I've found most of us to be kind of Joe Schmoes, you know, there's not a lot of, um, I'm Cleopatra or, you know, I'm, Correct. you know, I'm Julius Caesar. I don't get a lot of those guys, you know, it's, it's mostly right. interesting, sometimes intense lives, but not so much high profile. I haven't found George Washington I would agree. to come through yet. Yeah. <laughs> Although people are well, coming in sometimes saying... I know I'm royalty. I know I'm you know, Bonaparte, but you know, I know. 
But um, I do want yeah. to take some time and, and run through where everybody can get hold of you. And um, we they can get you on, they can email you at whisperingleafpsychic at outlook.com um, or your Correct. website, whisperingleafpsychic.com. And you also have a Facebook. Yes. Now, on the Facebook, it's whispering-leaf-psychic-medium. Do I have that right? Correct. Okay, yes. good. And Twitter, Psychic Astrology Coach, all one word. So um, you can yeah, reach and that's on Montana Instagram. and through. Yeah, oh, that's Instagram. I put it down. Oh, same as Instagram or is that Twitter too? Oh, is it same uh, on psychic both? Psychic Astrology Coach. Psychic Astrology yeah. Coach is on Instagram. Okay, but not on Twitter. No. Okay, I don't know how it got that one. That was a flip up. And then uh, for me to get hold of me, a view through the veil at gmail.com, website of view through the veil.com. I'm on Facebook and I'm on Facebook.com at Body and Soul Psychic. And Twitter and Instagram are both view veil. Now, I'm not sure of our timing because of. Um, I think we might have a minute or two left. So would you like to tell... Um, did you get that? <laughs> a minute and a half. Oh, a minute and a half. Great. We've got time. So um, what do you have coming <laughs> up, Montana? Anything special? Or would you as like far one as last... Up. Or one last so, good story coming... of, of some of your people? Yeah, because we're coming into a new season, I always like to offer up um, psychic readings for the new season. It's sort of my policy that every change of the season is a good time to come in for a reading. Also, a good energetic clearing. So just as you would enter, you would spring clean your home, um, coming in for a hypno-reiki session or a past life regression is another way of energetically spring cleaning your mind and your energy field. So I do that with singing bowls and tuning forks and, of course, Reiki and, and hypnosis all in with that. So it's a great treat for yourself in, in the change of seasons. And what is, I'm not sure how much time we have, I couldn't hear, but what is hip, 30 seconds, quickly, what's hypno-Reiki? Uh, Hypno-Reiki is the combination of Reiki energy work in combination with hypnosis, and the hypnosis is geared towards whatever your personal goal is. For some people, it's more energy. For some people, it's to help them increase their intu intuition. Uh, so whatever your personal goal is, and add it right in with that beautiful Reiki energy. Okay, great. Thanks so much for being with me, Montana, and um, I really have oh, enjoyed this you. show. We we need to expand it out, I believe. So thank I you. I agree. And we'll see everybody well, thank else. Thank you so week. much. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. Great week. And we'll see you next week on Friday again for A View Through the Veil. Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.